Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Cole Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rick Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose, Arako Sita Lamera, David Starr. Support Russell Talk. You are watching Russell Talk. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support Talk. Support Russell Talk and please subscribe now. Support Russell Talk. Do it. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk. Because we talk about wrestling, and I like it. Support Russell Talk. Don't subscribe. Support Russell Talk. Call on Luke Owen. Whatever Russell Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Russell Talk. Hello, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I. I'm Ollie Davis. It is Crown Jewel Eve. Well, it's not even Eve anymore. It's in like, as we're recording this, it's in, it's in a goddamn hour and a half. Hour and fifteen minutes. Have I already said I'm Ollie Davis? I think so. And I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hello. Hi. Come on, Pete. How the devil are you? Mm-mm-mm. Chopper the morning. There we go. <laughs> and chop the afternoon no that's the outro oh uh, and if i don't see you and if right, i don't right. see you it's chop uh, the afternoon chop it down <laughs> chop, chop it, it down. down yeah uh how's your day been you've you've not been in the office until oh, a little bit later today it's been a weird day yeah i got up it felt like a saturday mm-hmm. i you know did all the saturday things like go through gdpr rules for our <laughs> database and uh i watched the apprentice with mm-hmm. my lady partner yeah. Um. In the morning, she she was wasn't going to work until an hour later. She had some time. Okay. Blue, so we had a breakfast together. Wow. We didn't have any bread or beans. <laughs> I had to go out in my pajamas Oof. and a coat. It was freezing on my dick. It's pretty. Cold. You know how it how the wing cuts through <laughs> pajamas. <laughs> yeah. I didn't factor in. I just thought. Well, I'm warm now. Yeah. I will be warm outside if I just put a coat on. Mm-hmm. But I was just in my pajama bottoms. Yeah, and they're not made to resist outdoor weather. No, exactly. So it was breezy, mm-hmm. and I went to. I'm going to sound like such a such a silly person here. Mm-hmm. I went to the local um, denim workshop that also has a sourdough bakery inside <laughs> it, and they hadn't they hadn't baked all their sourdough loaves yet. Okay. So I then went to the petrol station that's next to it, gas station for you Americans. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any loaves of bread. Oh. They had every confectionery known to man, Yeah, but no bread. 
So then I had to walk all the other way to the jug and bottle. <laughs> and I got I got a I got a the most basic loaf of diabetes inducing bread possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of it. There was no half loaves available. Uh yeah. And and some beans. We had a slap up breakfast. It was nice. Sounds great. But yeah, I just kind of I forgot that I was coming to work. It just it felt like a Saturday so much. And now I'm here. I literally just watched AEW. Usually I watch AEW first thing. And <clears throat> it's uh by the time I talk about it, it's five five hours old in my head. I yeah. have a lot of time to process. But now you're seeing me in the immediate like I just finished it fifteen minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm pumped. Yeah, <laughs> I really really enjoyed it. I could tell because yeah. we, we were all doing our own work mm. in the in the office, and occasionally you just hear Ollie. Obviously, he has his headphones on while he's watching. You just hear him just go, ha! <laughs> like every so often while he's watching. Or it's if great. Kazarian hits a Hurricane Rana onto the apron <laughs> with his head. Yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was good. I also watched Terminator Dark Fate last night. Oh, did you? Mm. How was it? Yeah, it's good. It's the third best really? Terminator movie. Really? Yeah. Huh. Not much. You know, there's not much competition there. Yeah. As Luke always says, it's a franchise that hasn't had a good movie for 25 years. Is that how he sounds? Kind of. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell whether that was your Luke impression or your Dave impression. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're quite similar now. Quite similar, yeah. The, so the, the movie is directed by Tim Miller, who, of course, made Deadpool. Mm-hmm. So the action, because I, I think the action scenes in Deadpool are very, very good. Yeah. But you kind of lose sight of that because it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, so, so the action here is incredibly well-structured and filmed. Lots of slow-mo where slow-mo is required. Right, And yeah. like a Zack Snyder film. <laughs> it's just slow-mo right. all the time. All the, there's more slow-mo than there is actual real-time action. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the what it does lack is a lot of personality, which, you know, is sort of what Ryan Reynolds would have brought to Deadpool, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh, it's nice to see lady characters lead a film without it feeling forced though that's good yeah three really strong female two really strong female leads what <laughs> <laughs> is such a one-dimensional character yeah oh she got on my nerves she was so superficial yeah. not not superficial as in like pretty and that just superficial yeah. as in i must save the world like the bluest of blue-eyed baby faces that yeah. don't work these days it's not good. I, I I saw some reviews the other day as I was walking uh, to go get a train. You obviously see uh, various posters and things around, and I saw some of them that said the best action sequences in the Terminator franchise. Ooh, you know what though? Yeah, yeah. Some of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's in the mix. The cool. the action sequences are great there, but and it gets going. It it takes it back to the Terminator roots where it is. There's one Terminator, mm-hmm. and it's not stopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've done everything, but it's still coming for us. So it's just one long, frantic chase sequence with very little da- downtime. That's cool. Uh, and the, yeah, the opening, the opening fight scene, which goes directly into a car chase scene, which goes into another fight scene on yeah. the road. I thought it was thrilling. That's um, cool. But yeah, by the by the end of it, you're like, yeah, yeah. it is only action, isn't it? And it's not a spoiler because he's in the trailer. Arnie. Arnie playing Drax. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to describe yeah, it, yeah. yeah. He's, re- he's really funny, but he is Drax. Yeah. 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 What did you get up to? 
You've been in uh, since like quarter to eight. Very early, yeah. Uh, I woke up at five o'clock this morning um, because I knew it was going to be a very busy day. Chopping early. With, yeah. Uh, with Crown Jewel and with AEW review and I had to do the AEW four minute review for YouTube as well. And we had Dave, just Dave coming in to help out as well. Cause obviously Luke's away and you and Laurie had the morning off because you're doing the crown jewel reactions. So I knew I might have to help him out with a few things here and there as well. So such, I wanted to get in champ. super early to make sure I had all of my stuff done before mm. anything else was done. So I woke up at five, had some breakfast and came straight in, uh, watched AEW in the office today. Uh, so yeah, we managed to get out the video super duper early today, which was great. Um, so yeah, it's been a good day. It's been a productive morning, is what it's been so far, which is very good. I enjoy it thoroughly. Um, so yeah, it's been good, but just quite tiring. I've been eating at really weird times, because obviously I had my breakfast really early, like straight after I got up at five, and normally I'd have it at like eight. So now I'm way off at like 10 o'clock, I was getting hungry for lunch. I was like, no, it's too <laughs> early for lunch. What's going on? And what is breakfast for you? Is that a... Normally just like cereal. Yeah. Yeah. But with, with free gifts in. Yes, funnily enough, actually. Oh my in the, God. No, funnily enough, in the last one... I did one, a coffee run. Uh, you know, Simon's <laughs> like, flat white. I'm black coffee. Mm-hmm. Pete, hot chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> because, okay, so I don't like coffee, straight up. I don't like the taste. I wish I did. You tried to. You had a, you had a go-between on Saturday with a I mocha, did. which Except, is a chocolatey coffee, but yeah. it wasn't chocolatey it enough It wasn't chocolate. It just tasted a coffee. So you've gone just straight so for I just chocolate. Went straight you've taken chocolate. the coffee out of the mocha. Yeah. Yeah. One marker, please. Hold the coffee. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's so much better that way. Um, I lost what I was saying beforehand. You were going to tell me about the free gift you got yeah, in the adult cereal. Because we got we had cereal, and I was just pouring the last of it out, and then there was a, like a little sticker thing inside it. I was like, there wasn't any advertising for this to be on, on the box. It wasn't like, oh, free gift inside or anything. It was just, there was a little gift in there. I was like, huh. What was the What was the cereal? You're gonna make fun of me for this one, aren't you? Yeah, Cocoa Pops is amazing. It's not. It's not the worst. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's okay. What's the sticker of? Uh, I think it was a Pokemon thing, actually. I can't remember because <laughs> I kind of threw it away pretty quickly. I think it was a Pokemon. You I don't put that know. On school backpack or one of your <laughs> one of your notebooks. <laughs> Can put it on my pencil case. Yeah. Um, anyway, we should probably get into the main portion of the show, um, where we're going to be talking about that John Moxley promo. Here's the show. Last night's episode of AEW, I've literally just finished watching it. We're doing Crown Jewel live reactions later. So me and, like, immediately after this stream. Mm-hmm. So me and Laurie came in late today. So I watched AEW Dynamite. I finished it half an hour ago. Usually there's five hours between me watching it and talking about it here. So this is excited, Ollie. This yeah. is This is what I'm like after I usually watch, not the first episode of AEW, because I was a bit like, ah... Oh. That wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you have those high expectations for the debut episode. But this is how I've been every week since. This is episode five, isn't it? I think so, yeah. And I'm just, I just love it. I listen, interestingly, I listened to the Wrestling Observer Radio review before I did watch it, and they were quite down on it. Mm-hmm. There were. Interesting. The, yeah, the, so they, they thought that the main event didn't adhere to s- sort of the tags enough. 
that you know the Lucha fair. Bros don't really tag, which is fair. But I didn't even notice it. Really. Nor did I. I didn't uh, notice it at all. And also, they had some issues with this John Moxley stuff, which was interesting. Really, that, and, and Meltzer took against quite significantly the Halloween theme of the episode, mm-hmm. where there was a lot of goofiness and uh, you know dressing up. Yeah. And fun stuff like that. <laughs> I personally loved it. The only thing I didn't get on with was the Brandy Rhodes VT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was super weird. Yeah. Back to back, the worst thing on the show <laughs> because that she had a weird segment last week. Mm-hmm. Not the worst is a wrong word. It's just, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Just doesn't seem to gel with the rest no. of the show. But anyway. Let's talk about this Moxley promo. Yeah, so that that's that start because it was set up in a recap clip mm-hmm. right at the start of the show, yeah. uh, which played what happened on after last week's episode went off air. There was a slight botch last week. It was meant to go off air with because it was Pack versus Moxley, mm-hmm. and they went to a time limit draw. That happened, and Mox DDTs the referee. And then says, screw your time limit to the camera. What was meant to happen was Omega was meant to run down to, as was Paige. Paige was going to challenge Pac to a match. There was going to be some sort of altercation stuff between Omega and Moxley. But they ran out of time. So they showed a cut-up version of that with Paige and Pac here. And Moxley storming around backstage after last week's episode. Uh, I love the way they film all their backstage stuff, by the way. And he goes, someone says, Tony wants to see you. And it's got subtitles along the bottom as well, which made it feel even more like, I don't know, like official. Mm. It was almost like, oh, it's unseen footage that we're not supposed to be seeing kind of thing. It, yeah. it had that kind of vibe to it. It was really cool. Because people weren't properly mic'd up. Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah. Makes it, it definitely makes it feel more real. Mm. And the, Moxley walks in to Tony's office and everything is, is done through this closed door. So that's, that's another reason why you've got those subtitles. And it, it felt really real. It felt... Very Montreal Screwjob. It did when didn't it? the Wrestling with Shadows documentary mm-hmm. has that encap- like just magnificent scene where Vince and Brett are behind closed doors, and you could, you've just got. I think it was someone had their mic pack on still, yeah. and they can pick it up. Uh, so I really like that. But it was Tony saying, "Look, this feud between you and uh, Omega has become so dangerous. Like you literally just." DDT the referee, that's not on, mm-hmm. that we can't sanction this match as a promotion, which means it will be a lights out match, mm-hmm. which is what they did. Moxley had that with Janella, Janella I want to say. Uh, there was a lights out match earlier in the year. Yeah. It's a stipulation that was around a lot in the, you know, the 80s and 70s and stuff. It's, it's essentially where at the end of the show, all the, the, the house lights and the production turn off. To give the feel that there is that the governing body is not recognizing this match. Yes. This is no longer part of an officially sanctioned contest. Yes. And that's why it's called a lights out match. But it hasn't been used for so long. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I I felt it didn't not that it didn't work when they did it on pay per view earlier this year, but it just it requires some re education of the audience. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. And I, I don't know if the name needs to change, whether they don't call it a lights out match, mm. just because that name doesn't really ring true to how they actually do the match. Whether they just call it an unsanctioned match yeah. would probably be better, I think. And t- just in t- for viewer, <clears throat> you know, for convenience sake, I'd say it might be easier. But the idea behind it, though, I think is really, really good, really sound, and it makes sense. He's like, you're just 
too dangerous. And it just puts over Moxie as this kind of unhinged, crazy person, really furthering mm. his character as well. I thought this was great. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, and, and so Mox, the way Mox took this was very, very negatively. Because from his perspective, he's been he wants to beat Omega in the wi- in the ring. Mm-hmm. In the win. In the ring. And that this is just saying to him, us as a promotion don't won't recognize it if you beat Omega. Yeah. And of course Moxley, he's a bit unhinged. He's yeah, he's trying to change an industry. He's just come from a place where he was essentially held down in favour of the Golden Boys, like the Roman Reigns and the Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. So he hears this and thinks, you're just like those other people. You're just trying to put me in a box. I'm crazy Dean Ambrose. He doesn't say this, but this is, you know, the context of what he was saying. Yeah. I'm crazy Dean Ambrose. You put me, I'm a sideshow. And it, I, I love the motivation here yeah. from him. And I think, like I said before, it all just made sense because you have that past of Moxley and WWE and how they mm. pushed him aside. And then you have Tony Khan just being like, hey, man, it's just because you're, it's nothing to do with that. It's just because you are you are literally dangerous. You hit, you just DDT'd a referee. Like, this isn't anything to do with Omega. He's like, no, but Omega's your boy. That's the point is uh, Omega totally. is one of the executive vice presidents. He's one of the guys that AEW has with one of the one of their boys. So you say, I want to beat one of your boys. And now, even if I beat him, it's not going to count. And that's BS, essentially, is what yeah. he was trying to say. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I, I loved Mox. I think just Mox as a character and as a performer, in like just the way he delivered all this, it's, it's like legit acting. I know, <laughs> like yeah. He could walk into... Any episode of uh, Law and Order, <laughs> you know, he could walk into any network TV drama mm-hmm. and be a bad guy killer, Hell and yeah. he'd rule at it. Now, my p- wasn't perfect though, because Tony Khan, <laughs> Tony Khan's performance was it didn't need to be good. Like from an acting perspective, he's just there to say the lines. Yeah, but the lines he did say, I took issue with Mm -hmm. he said you're the purveyor of violence (laughs) and that like Mm. we call wwe out for this all the time you cannot get away in a real naturalistic conversation and you've gone through such painstaking effort to make that happen yeah you say but you're the purveyor of violence (laughs) no human speaks that way even if you're a big fan of stats and numbers. <laughs> Imagine if Vince McMahon just goes up to Roman Reigns in the middle of the night and just goes, no, but you're the big dog. Like, well, you, I would you expect just that from WWE. Yeah, in fact, yeah, you'd expect that from Vince, but not in a real conversation. Yeah, so like, the, first off, that, that jarred with me, and it did take me out of it, unfortunately. Uh, but then Tony started saying, oh, I thought you'd be happy about this. Mm. And I thought, that's not the story you're telling here. D- Moxley just... In you know, in kayfabe, he just hit his biggest move on one of your company officials. You should be first of all, you should be pissed off. But fine, you haven't got the acting abilities to do it. But then don't say, "Oh, I thought you'd be happy about this." You yeah. should say, "No, we're not going to give you that. This is punishment for you attacking a referee." Yeah, and that's how you make it an unsanctioned match. That justifies why Moxley is then you know angry about not getting the win. It makes more dramatic tension there in conflict. I read it a slightly different way. Mm. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah. you've said it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that actually is quite right, as yeah. good. Yeah, that is quite <laughs> good. Uh, but when he first said that, I almost read it as though, like, 
Tony was almost intimidated by Moxley being next to him, and he was just kind of saying, uh, hey, I thought I thought you'd like it. He was like trying to make excuses yeah. as to why Moxley should calm down. He's like, oh, but you know, you get to do whatever you want to Omega. That's what you like doing, right? This is this is good for you, kind mm. of thing. It, I found it. It was him just trying to like make excuses to make Moxley more happy because as a very pissed off man standing yes. in front of him. Yeah, uh, that's the way I took it. Anyway, is that Tony isn't kind of you know that aggressive, pissed off character. He's just kind of I will do what you uh, want, kind well, of thing. You know, I yeah. I, it jarred with me, mm. but that that isn't interestingly the the best part. I thought Moxie was fantastic here. Mm-hmm. The filming, production, everything was fantastic here. The, my only problem was Tony, which which pains me to say because I, you know, as as a sort of businessman and what he's done with the promotion so far, he's been fantastic. Yeah, but these things happen when you put these people in a performing capacity. And he said he's not going to be an on-screen character, and technically <laughs> he wasn't on the screen. Asterisk. <laughs> Loophole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the but the, the actual thing came later. Mm. Uh, this was a little bit later on in the show, and Peter Avalon and Levi Bates came out. The librarians. I think this is the first time they've been on Dynamite. Yeah, I think you might be right. Actually, yeah, I don't think they've been seen since way back when. Yeah, it's it's not been a successful act for them. Apparently, they've been getting over on uh, dark matches and AEW Dark. I think they've had a match on, mm-hmm. but. The pay-per-view stuff with them on hasn't gotten over. It's a bit too goofy. I, It's not really working here. But they did get some nuclear heat here. This was a great oh, crowd, yeah. though. And they come out and they're, you know, Peter Avalon's doing his shh thing and he gets some hometown heat. I don't really care. But then Mox starts walking through the crowd. And because the librarians are that sort of character... Mm-hmm. Man, I was excited. Yeah. Like, it was the perfect placement to put Mox. He walks through the crowd. Everyone's going nuts because they can see what's going to happen here. Mox just gets straight into the ring. Levi runs for her life. Avalon, like, does that. And Mox just hits the paradigm shift. While Tony Schiavone screams, Your book is overdue! (laughs) (laughs) What a great line. Fantastic. Schiavone was... Second best thing on this show for me. He was great. Mm. Yeah, loved him on this show. Uh, yeah, as soon as he hits that paradigm shift, crowd is going nuts. Avalon just kind of Thanos is away. We don't need him anymore. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Moxie grabs a microphone. And boy, howdy. Good Christ, he can cut a promo, can't he? Oh, man. Moxie grabs his promo and he cut a really heated, fiery promo, which is the best kind of Moxley promo. And he just goes on and on about similar stuff that we were saying mm. earlier. About saying they're trying to put me in a box. They don't want me beating one of their boys. Uh, just hyping up that match at Full Gear on November 9th and just saying it's unsanctioned and they say that I'm unsanctionable. Uh, well, that's fine because uh, Kenny Omega's blood is going to be on AEW's hands. Uh, it was just, there's so much to it. He does not stop. for yeah. the, He barely takes a breath for this entire promo. And it made me so excited to see this match. Because I can't even tell you the exact words he said. But because of the way <laughs> yeah, he said yeah, yeah. them, I was like, yes, I want to see this. It was awesome. It's, uh, I, I, it's like when you, you become so captivated by performance. And it does like uh, Whacking Phoenix and the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heath Ledger and the Joker. <laughs> Jack Nicholson playing the Joker. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, those sorts of performances. I, I remember when I first really got into Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I can't remember. But, you know, when... It was just before he took over the Bullet Club. Uh, so 2015, summer of 2015, when he won the G1. And I think, yeah, that's right. 
Uh, and I'm sure it's not and everyone's now screaming at me. <laughs> <clears throat> and I was just so captivated by by the way he delivered promos mm. and spoke because he speaks like no one else. And Moxie's got that as well. And I yeah. just can't get enough of him. And in the ring, I can, I can actually have quite enough of him. I, something about the ring turns me off a bit unless he's brawling yeah uh, or facing Ishii but when he when he does his promos all his character work outside I think he's the cadence the way he speaks the way he switches mm-hmm. it up he is so utterly engrossing when he's talking it's it, it, there are so many things in AEW that I think well you're my favourite thing no, you're my favourite thing and then when Moxie did this promo I was like no, you're my favorite thing. <laughs> and then the Atlas security guy came out. Mm-hmm. No, you're my favorite. Thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is an absolute brilliant, brilliant promo. Gave me tingles. Yeah, uh, he, he said he's the. What's really interesting here is that he took the idea. You know, Tony Khan saying we're not going to sanction the match. Something initially, Mox goes, I don't like that. I want to win on a record. But that was a week ago. Mm-hmm. He comes out here and says. All right then, it's not going to be on a record. So I'm going to kill your. I'm going to kill the person who's the face of your company. And he almost owns the fact that this negative. You know, I'm unsanctionable. I'm the sickest son of a bitch there is. I'll tell you what I told the 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 suits in the other place I used to work. What I tell the police. What I tell Turner officials. Kiss my ass and stay the hell out of my way. Oh, so there's good. a sneaky shot at WWE there as well. Yeah. It was, it was it was really really good. It was something special. Um, what's interesting is the Wrestling Observer's take on this, mm-hmm. specifically Meltzer, where he didn't he didn't really like the idea of opening the show with Tony Khan effectively saying wins and losses don't matter because this is an unsanctioned match, and then he saw it as an inconsistency for Mox to then come out for for Mox to be annoyed by that and then to come out and say. I'm not annoyed by it anymore because I'm going to kill him. And I, I can see where Meltzer's coming from there. But for me, I, I thought it was actually very consistent mm. and totally plays within Mox's character. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I Yeah, I think it works so well because it's actual character development to be annoyed exactly. at the start and then own that negative and be like, right, I'm going to turn this into a positive then. If you, won't, if, you, if you won't do what I want to do, fine. I'll play your game, but I'm going to make it work my way. <laughs> I think that works so well for Mox's character and it still makes him look like a badass without like bending to authority, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it works perfectly. I totally agree. And But the, the other thing he said was he feels like there's been too many hardcore matches specifically for Mox. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I think that's the best use of him. So yeah. why wouldn't you put him in there? And you're, you're now stuck with an interesting storyline arc where you're effectively using a hardcore unsanctioned match to I feel I genuinely feel like we're building to an on record <laughs> yeah match where it's like you know you start off with the hell in a cell to build to the straight singles win totally backwards yep but I can see that working the way they're telling the story exactly. that Mox wants to get that record win over Omega so I'm now thinking in my predictions I'm like Mox is winning yeah, Mox is winning. He's going to beat Omega to set up a match where the result actually matters. Yeah. <laughs> and that flies yeah. against everything I I think about wrestling and logic. Yeah. And I criticize WWE for that sort of stuff. But you know what? Rules are there as a guide sometimes. And for me, I think they have gotten around those rules. And I'm 
I think it's a totally logical, consistent story, and I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I think it's because they've positioned the unsanctioned match as lesser than a regular match. Yeah, totally. And that's why, because you've you've got Hell in a Cell as <laughs> this big feud-ending, career-ending mm. structure, whereas the unsanctioned match is like, uh, well, I guess we'll give you an unsanctioned match. And while it is technically a hardcore match, they're saying it doesn't count, and that's the line. You treat it like it's lesser than a normal match, which builds logically to go from unsanctioned to singles, even though it's going from hardcore to singles, it still makes sense. Yeah, it flies <laughs> in the face of everything I, I think I know. It's, it's exciting stuff. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Let's see what you guys thought on the Sut 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 Super Chat. Bobo Jacobo says, Is AEW setting up Mox versus Khan in a lawsuit <laughs> on a pole match? P.S. My name is pronounced Bobo Hacobo. It's Spanish. Ah, I said Jake Jacobo. So, Jacobo. Jacobo. Yeah, there we go. Uh, very, yeah. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> I would hope Mox versus Omega. Uh, Kevin, this promo from John reminds me of the promo he did after Seth turned on the shield, but without the PG banner, it was so awesome. It was so, so good. Mm. So fiery, so passionate, and it's the absolute best style of Moxley promo. 
Uh, here's Anonymous Anonymous talking about that Wrestling Observer review. I heard Brian Alvarez take issue with Mox not caring about win-loss in the tag match with Pac, but I think what he's missing is that Mox does care about getting a win on the so-called greatest wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the match last week mm-hmm. where Mox was annoyed that it went to a, a time limit draw in the Pac match. That's yeah. what I... Yeah, Alvarez took issue with that. Meltz took issue with this week's development. Yes. Um, But yeah, I I think it's three-dimensional characters are based on inconsistencies and conflicting traits. Mm -hmm. And I have been taught, I guess, by another promotion that that's not possible in a forum-like wrestling. Yes. And it's so exhilarating to see it actually being done in this sport, in this thing I love so much. Yeah. And it's more comparable to higher forms of art exactly <laughs> plus i even think that works even in a two-dimensional character because moxley was annoyed that he didn't get the win mm. last week because it went to a time limit draw and now he's annoyed he can't get a win over omega he just cares about wins and now he realizes that he physically cannot get a win over a kenny omega so he's making the best of a bad situation by saying fine i will kill him instead The, the full episode of Dynamite, awesome opening, mm. cold open, Tony Schiavone, who I now want to call Tony Schiavani, <laughs> after Jericho Jericho called him that in a promo. Yeah. He's standing next to a private jet, and it was so obviously a private jet, because it's not just like a, you know, a big commercial thing. It's mm-hmm. one of those really thin, cool-looking ones, yep. and he's just... Tony came off as so naturalistic. He's running down the show saying we've got the contract signing tonight. And then Dustin Rhodes gets out this plane. And then Cody gets out the plane. I'm like, they're megastars. <laughs> right? <laughs> they look, the thing is, they look so cool without looking really arrogant. That's a good point. Yeah, because yeah. that's a typically heel move. I'm here in my private jet. Mm-hmm. Look at all my money. And then he gets into a limo. Which is like, oh, look at my extravagant things I've got. But they somehow didn't look like arrogant assholes. It was great. They look like really successful people I want to win. Exactly, yes. It's it's redefining everything I know about wrestling. Because I didn't didn't live through the 80s. And -hmm. this is a very 80s, 70s way of booking baby faces. Proper, you know, it's not Stone Cold Steve. It's not the... Baby, the the rugged baby face having a go at his boss, which I, you know, that that's where my baby face mind mm-hmm. goes to. Yeah, it's the super successful, almost like boxer main event level baby face. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, then they both, Cody and Dustin, have a hug. Uh, just saying good luck for later for the contract signing. Cody and Tony hop off into the limo, which drives him off to the arena later. Mullet guy is also there. Mullet guy is also I there. Don't know why. Just because. <laughs> Uh, then we get the recap of what happened last week and the, the mock stuff backstage. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go to JR and Excalibur. Lovely touch because Tony is still in the limo. In the limo. Yep. I know it's an obvious thing, but <laughs> I just like it when things make sense sometimes. That gave me enormous glee. Yes. And then straight into a cracking opening bout between Sammy Guevara and Hangman Page. This was so, so good. Yeah. I think this is probably the best that Hangman's looked 
in AEW. Totally agree. Full stop. Totally agree. I think he looked so good in this match, mm. and I bloody love <clears throat> Sammy Guevara. Oh, he's he is properly coming into his own as a truly obnoxious cocky heel. He's so hateable, and as soon as his music hit, also AEW done some audio improvements so you can properly hear the themes mm, in yeah. this one now. Sammy Guevara comes out to his music, crowd instantly booing him. So, oh, so yeah. good. So, so good. Lots of heat as he just comes out proper cocky heel, just comes out soaking up all the crowd. He was so good. And then this match was awesome. So quick, back and forth, loads of flips and counters and dives and all sorts of stuff. And Paige, even though he had less kind of more high-flying traditional babyface stuff, he still managed to make the offense that he did proper babyface pop and he had like big boots on lariats and things like that which somehow managed to pop the crowd more than Guevara's flips and counters that he did it was crazy it totally, was so yeah. so cool yeah it's, well, it, it, and that's a testament to how Sammy worked as this really cocky heel he, he's there's a, a brilliant moment where he's on the top rope pages down on the ground it looks like he's going to do some impressive flip dive he just hops down and slaps Paige. And then he like walks off to the hard cam looking all cocky. Paige is just right up though. Yep. Holding his cheek because that's not a devastating move. Sammy turns right round, slap on the <laughs> chest to answer with. It was really good. Um I so <laughs> I think Paige is turning heel. You reckon? Well, on the on being in the elite this week, which Excalibur referenced mm -hmm. on commentary here. Uh, he said that the elite, it's not all like fun and games where the inner circle is all quite a cohesive unit. The elite is showing some tensions because there was a bit of a bit of tension between Cody and Paige. Mm -hmm. Paige has lost a lot. I think there is definitely fuel for a heel turn there. Mm -hmm. that, so that that's the only evidence, right? Okay. That they mentioned it on commentary and it happened on the elite. Yep. And, I'd, you know, AEW would like to think... If they say that sort of stuff, they are planting seeds. Uh, now, maybe because Paige worked so well as a babyface here, mm -hmm. like remarkably better than any other time he has in AEW. Yeah, and I've got to think this is armchair psychology here. The pressure's off him. The pressure yeah, is off maybe. him to to work as a babyface because he knows he's going heel in a month. Maybe even full gear. Mm. Maybe even to to help Chris Jericho. You know, like when you think of that as a story, Paige has to he can't beat him, and he's fallen out of the main event picture since all out. So he joins Jericho. Yeah. Maybe on the the promise of a rematch or something. Yeah. I don't know, and then he screws Cody. Yeah. I, I even think maybe it could be Yeah, possibly at full gear. I think he has to lose to Pac first. And I think that might be the the deciding moment when he's like, right, I need mm. to change something because he can't beat Pac. Uh, so yeah, may may maybe that is, maybe mm. that's good. Um, but this match had some really cool spots as well. There was like yeah. a massive Uranagi from Paige to Guevara on the apron. Yeah, that was great. Oh, it was brutal. Uh, there was there was a pop-up powerbomb. And as much as I love Kevin Owens' pop-up powerbomb that he does, uh, it's normally just kind of goes up, down, and also I'll put my hands on you while you go down. <laughs> Paige kind of threw him up, caught him, and then went, okay, and now, and then properly threw him down afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It looked really, really cool. Um, it was a really nice back back and forth uh, ending sequence, and then uh, Paige hit the buckshot lariat for the win. Really um, stiff, yeah. Really, I've, really cool. I've got to say this, uh, just because I criticized Charlotte Flair for it too. Mm -hmm. 
Save those moonsaults. Yeah. Page always... Every match, there's a moonsault off the top rope to the outside. It's a great spot. It's too great. Yeah. You save those for your pay-per-view matches. And then it's like a genuinely, oh my God, this is a big match. Mm -hmm. When you do it in every match, sure, you're going to get a pop. It's a superficial pop, though. Yeah. So I would like to see him not use those unless he really has to. Totally fair. Plus, it's like, you know, save your knees, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to do those every night. Yeah. Uh, but afterwards, after Paige wins, cuts this cracking babyface promo saying he's going to do some cowboy S-word to pack <laughs> at full gear. That is, that's good cowboy S-word. That that's is. what I thought uh, Vince McMahon with a cowboy hat saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, during the shrink screen ad break, they played highlights of the match we'd just seen. But also, we just saw Private Party. They were backstage with the Rock and Roll Express. You don't hear anything because it's a straight screen ad break, but you can see probably part of being like, hey, you guys. And then they walk off and then they just show the crowd a bit more. I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. It's a real effort to, to make it feel like to use every second of TV time you have to flesh out your, your continuity. Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. And speaking of fleshing out stuff from nowhere, Whew. this match came out of nowhere, at least with Sammy Guevara and Paige. Like, you know, they're two of the more featured mid-carders in the promotion. Shanna, never heard of her, mm-hmm. uh, Portugal's perfect athlete. She comes down. Scream jobber. Oh, I yeah. I thought everything about yeah. a scream jobber. Yep. That's not a slight. It's just the way she was presented. Yep. She had a, a jobber chi- titantron. She came out kind of being like, hi, to the crowd. Almost like she almost had a bit of like nervous energy to yeah. be there kind of thing. It's like, OK, so you're getting beaten pretty quick then. Yeah. And then out came Hiroku Shida. That's right, isn't Hikaru. it? Hikaru. Hikaru Shida. Yeah. Who was like my standout in that four-way match. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It was all out. You know, the one Rio won to get the Nyla Rose match. Yeah. Yeah. I I picked her to win. I when she's I think she's done another pay-per-view match for mm-hmm. AEW. I really like her. Mm. I think she's great. Yeah. I, I like how she's... Rio is like a... Super, super baby face, but she does a bit more. She's got a more of an edge to her, yeah. which I really like. So, I, yeah, I thought, ah, oh, yeah, she does back. She's going to squash this woman yep. in a minute. It's going to be great. And what happened? Was this like, <laughs> well, it was a 12 minute match. Yeah, it was so <laughs> long. It got to a point when they got kind of close towards the ending sequence where the commentators were like, five minutes left. And I was like, it's gone 10 minutes? Mm. Oh my God. Because they fit in so much into this match. Yeah. Good God. Like, one of the first things they do, there's there's a little uh, tussle to start with. And then on the outside, Sheeta sets up a chair, runs off it, and knees Shana square in the face. It looks so good. It wasn't like, you know when Kenny Omega's V-triggers, he kind of pumps his knee into their face. She just had her knee up and just jumped <laughs> and just said, my knee will hit you now, and just landed on her. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, that was that was definitely probably the best spot of the the whole match. Mm. And then but some of the near falls at the end. Oh. I bought into Yeah, same. They like three Shana near falls. Yeah. Uh and yeah, that too so there was a ten minute time limit. It was a fifteen minute m- limit. Fifteen minute limit. Fifteen match. minute time limit. That's it. There we go. And uh Justin Roberts says te- when ten minutes have passed, you know, five minutes remaining. And AEW have done such a good job. Uh, setting that up as a feature of the matches, when they announced 10 minutes, I was like, Shana could Shana could take this to a draw. Yeah. So when... Sh- and then that, that only got the crowd more behind Shida. So when Shida won... Like, the, 
everyone was really into this match, me included. I thought they did a fantastic job of of getting everyone into the wrestlers using wrestling. Yeah. And I mean, they were building up some sort of uh, brain bustery type move from Shida throughout the whole match. She kept going for that move and Shana kept countering it. And finally she hit a falcon arrow and it was for a near fall. I was like, come on, <laughs> you can't build up this finish to not even be a finish. Uh, but yeah, she won with a shining wizard. Shida won. It was such a good match. Such a good match. Made both of them look like stars coming out of it. It was mm. great. Uh, and and gives some much needed depth mm. to AEW's women's division. It's a bit thin right now. Moving on to the rest of the women's <laughs> division. So we get a recap of Brandy Rhodes uh, from last week where she attacked Jamie Hayter. Yeah. Still hasn't really been fully explained that they feuded over in stardom. No. Did they? That's, I'm pretty sure, from okay. what people have written, that's sure. the motivation for this. Okay. And it it cuts in a very uh, sort of artistic, almost look. What it reminded me of, and Meltzer said this as well, but I thought of it independently. Was the <laughs> Impact segments with uh, like Sue Young and mm-hmm. Ali and all the the dead the, the undead bride stuff? Yeah. Which I you know I, I actually quite got a kick out of in Impact. But that's because I, I really liked all those characters, and Brandy Rhodes hasn't found her bit yet. Yeah, and she's just, you know, the almost broken universe style of filming, where she's putting on a, a black veil, she's doing some sort of seance thing, and there's there's some shots of Nyla Rose, right? I thought uh, I saw Nyla Rose's eye. No, there was there was uh, pictures of Nyla Rose and Britt Baker and a couple of other women right. from the women's division, and then it was awesome Kong that was also there. And then at one point, her eye changed green yes. for some reason. Things like that, you know. Yeah, and then Awesome Kong sort of rises up. So yeah. I think what, what's happening here is Brandy is summoning Awesome Kong. Yeah. For me, I've, I've got no time for this. Yeah. I mean, I'll get the positives out of the way. It looked really cool. It was so well shot. Really, really cool looking thing. I just didn't get it at all. Mm. I was like, so Brandy Rhodes does voodoo stuff now? I, it's really hard to see her and Cody as two separate characters when they're so intrinsically linked mm. as characters beforehand. So when I look at Brandy Rhodes, I'm just like, well, you know, Cody's wife and manager, instead of being like, oh, it's Brandy Rhodes, that wrestling character. So if she's trying to find her own <laughs> character here, cool, it's good she's having her own character didn't get it though why she's summoning awesome kong who's already been in match it's not like it's a big debut she's already had matches that's not her character either i, d- I just didn't know what to think about this at all it didn't really do it for me yeah and i, I you know brandy rhodes is quite high up in the company mm. i think there are a lot of better women wrestlers to focus on in yeah. their division so it kind of it's it's a double it's a it's a double negative for me i didn't like this segment and it's taken away focus from some from someone else they could be using. Shida, we just saw. Mm-hmm. Shanna, I'm now a big fan of. Uh, you've got Rio, obviously. I I love uh, Jamie Hayter's performance last week, along with B Priestley, who really should like. I think B Priestley versus Rio is where the money's at. Oh yes, please. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, then we got Chris Van Vlay. That's how you say it, isn't it? Vleet. Vleet. Like fleet. Okay, cool. Yeah. What a mega... St- like, he is 
an amazing just MC, yeah. ringside interviewer. He's got a terrific YouTube channel, does interviews with loads of people. Got a great presence about him. It's great. Professional, effortless. Mm-hmm. If, like, he's my number one go-to... I know, Rene Young would be, actually. Yeah. Then him. Yeah. Like, that's how good he is as a sort of backstage presence. Mm-hmm. And I, I've written down here, I don't know if this will translate to America. I guess Mario Lopez would be your version. He's the Derma O'Leary of <laughs> That's so good. Dermot yeah. O'Leary is a, probably the, the, apart from Anton Deck, yeah. he is the biggest network TV presenter. Yeah. And he is so effortlessly nice. Yeah. And when he's on screen, he makes me feel comfortable and happy. Yeah. And it sounds like I just fancy Chris Van Vliet. <laughs> but, maybe, and maybe, maybe I you, do. Maybe, maybe you do a little I bit. Do. I think he's a fantastic a, a great signing and um, presence on AEW. Yeah, anyway, he was only out there to introduce the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, who were a you know magnificent tag team back in the day in the eighties, seventies and eighties, yeah, and through the nineties as well actually in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Mm, I think we're going to get um, corrected by on possibly, all of that. but they still wrestle now. They're, they're like <laughs> they are it's insane. old, and they are still putting on pretty decent matches. They quite recently teamed with Tanahashi in New Japan. What? <laughs> they're beloved. It's insane. They're yeah, absolutely beloved. And you know that they're, they're pioneers of that sort of high flying wrestling. Like there is a direct through line from the Young Bucks to the Rock and Roll Express, mm. and they they come out here to sort of just present the tag titles. Yeah ahead of the final, mm-hmm. the tournament final later on. Uh, Robert Gibson is just wearing a hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> so casual. Yeah. And they start to talk about, you know, their historic win. Did they beat Hulk Hogan in this very Hogan arena? Hogan and Arn Anderson yeah. in this very city or whatever. Yeah, it's great. And I'm like, this is a really nice segment. They got a good legend spot. Uh, and then Santana and Ortiz jump them. Yep. And beat them up and powerbomb. Uh, it was Ricky Morton. It was Ricky, yeah. Through the stage. Oh, so good. So good. I, I said in Blew my... my mind. Yeah. In my, in my four-minute review that I did earlier, I said, this is how you use legends to put over your current talent. Brilliant. This isn't bringing legends back for the sake of having legends. This isn't from a ratings bump. <laughs> this isn't just like, look at these people. This is, look at these people. Oh, no, these guys are beating them up. Look how bad those guys are. You're putting over current heels by beating up legends. It all makes sense. And that spot looked so good. It Because it didn't look like, it. there wasn't like an obvious crash mat. From the way it was filmed, it yeah. looked like he just went through the stage. Probably did. Yeah, probably just like, yeah, I'll take that bump, sure. So they just put him through the stage, and then they just sat on the edge, just happy with their work. It was, so, they looked awesome. And Rock and Roll Express just put over Santana and Ortiz amazingly. Yeah. It was perfect. And and the crowd, like, because sometimes you see this stuff and the crowd start cheering mm-hmm. regardless because they've seen a fun spot, you know. Yeah. And that's a mark of not actually being invested in storylines or characters. Yeah. You're just seeing everything from a superficial plane. But the crowd went nuclear for this. Mm-hmm. They booed Santana and Ortiz out of the building. Great night, for the inner circle being genuine heels. Apart from Jericho. <laughs> but later on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He got booed. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was the line? You're just a bunch of hillbillies. 
Everyone getting that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I thought this was absolutely terrific. Uh, and the, then the young bucks chase them off. Fantastic mm-hmm. angle because you know the bucks are feuding with uh, the former LAX. I hope they get a a tag team name rather than Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Santana and Ortiz is difficult for me to say. Ortiz and set nope. Santis. Um, and also, I think there is some Jerry Lawler money in a Rock and Roll Express match against Santana and Ortiz. Really? Yeah. They're still doing wrestling. I think yeah. you could, that, you know, we can still go, let's go up against you and have a real solid veteran match that they eventually lose. Yeah. I, I think that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be I'd be down for that. Great angle. after after this angle, yeah, for sure. Um, then we got Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and QT Marshall, who were fantastically uh, yelling at uh, at Santana and Ortiz as it was cut into commercial break, and they mm-hmm. were the heels in this match. So it's yeah. like it was such a dastardly act. Even these heels are disapproving of it. Yeah, I really like that. Um, but then I believe we get mm, yeah. a quite long promo between uh, Tony Schiavone and Cody. They're sitting in their limo, and it's just filming the two of them in the back of the limo, just talking, and this felt so natural. Not a script in sight, and it was just the two of them just talking about memories and Dusty, and Cody was saying, oh, you know, my mother comes to some of these shows, and she's going to be watching me at Mm. full gear, and, you know, I just really want to impress her, and talking about memories of the past and how it makes Cody feel, and talking about the contract signing tonight and the match on the November 9th, and it was was nice. It was really, really nice, and it put over the contract signing in a big way. It put over the title match in a big way, made everything feel really, really big time, but it was a bit long. I thought. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, oh, man, I could, I could listen to Shivani and Cody talk about <laughs> Dusty Rhodes all day. I thought it was a bit long. I think they could have done exactly the same thing uh. and cut it down by about a minute. Okay. I think. All yeah. right, well, I, I, I loved it. I, um, I, but there's a bit when Co- Cody was so naturalistic. I know, it as, was so as was Shivani, but yeah. like this, and it made me love him, like love him like a friend or a brother. And that's what you want, isn't it? Mm-hmm. As a baby face. Again, it's just, it's not, he got out of private jet. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's wearing this suit. Like, yeah. this is all stuff that uh, uh, I've been taught a heel traits. It's very exciting for my brain to go, something new. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I could listen. I think one of the stories Tony told is he went round Dusty Rhodes' house and Dusty was naked or something. Yeah. He's yeah. got a big laugh from the crowd. And Dusty was like, you always make him wait. That's <laughs> yeah, my bad dusty impression that to show a, you're a big star one. and that played into Cody coming out late mm-hmm. while Jericho was in the ring just the interaction between them as Tony as this replacement father figure I mean I wasn't gonna cry but <laughs> like here's the tear line right? yeah I'm usually all the way over here I was about here yeah I was quite you know I was close it was cl- close-ish yeah Baker final I was here <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, I thoroughly enjoy this. I'm not trying to downplay it in any way because it did such a good job mm. of putting everything over that it yeah. needed to. It was a great segment, especially with how the main event went. Yeah, I would have rather they taken like a minute or two off of this and put that on the main event personally. Uh, but we come back to the Rick and Morty match, <laughs> which the Wrestling Observer also didn't like. Shocking. I'm a huge Rick and Morty fan. I'm not, but I still got a kick out of this. I think it's an in, it's a very very smart pairing, and it's totally in the Kevin Smith 
Jason Mew's wheelhouse, mm-hmm. who were on the first episode of Dynamite. Like, uh, I've forgotten the name. Jay and Silent Bob. Yep. Very cool to your fan base. Rick and Morty is like the show. I know it's like, it, it became so popular that it also became it all also became a meme to make fun of the people who said, yeah. but it's so smart. Yeah. But the problem is, it is freaking smart. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very intelligent, emotionally deep, incredibly funny. <clears throat> you sound like one of them, Ollie. I know. <laughs> it really, and Luke will just sit there and go, I don't really get it. <laughs> uh, but raise your IQ, Luke. But you cannot deny it is somewhat of a cultural phenomenon, especially on the internet, especially on Reddit. Those are the exact sort of people that what I I would argue would be quite, what's the word? Like leaning towards an AEW fandom if they weren't Mm -hmm. already. So if you get those Rick and Morty fans to tune in because they love Rick and Morty, I think, you know, the, the, the Venn diagram will cross over with... Oh, I think I like this wrestling thing as well. Yeah, because if they like the sort of comedy that Rick and Morty provides, granted it is an intelligent, smart show and all that other stuff that you just said, it is also just funny, mm. just straight up. And if they see a match with Best Friends and Orange Cassidy, they're going to be like, that's funny. Yeah. I like this stuff. I like this AEW. Might stick around for it. So yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. It's very good. Also, just a quick note, JR said Wubba Lubba Dub Dub <laughs> on commentary. <laughs> Good job, JR. Love he's you, buddy. Soften him. Yeah, he's getting, he's, he's yeah. getting into it now. He's he's being he's being kneaded out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, this was just a comedy match. Best friends were dressed as Rick and Morty. Orange Cassidy was also dressed as Rick. Uh, I love how they're presenting Cassidy in that no one actually sells. He's no, he's like low effort super kicks. Yeah, but they do sell. He's proper ones with his hands in his pockets. So mm-hmm. like they did a drop kick and he also did a dive outside. Stuff that you, you have to sell. Yeah. Because it's a man's force coming towards you. Exactly. Which sounds like a sex act. Yeah. So it maintains that it's serious without it being serious. It doesn't undermine the rest of the physicality you've established on the show. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, yeah, like you said, it was a fun match. It was pretty quick. Uh, when Cassidy came in, the crowd went mental. The crowd is so into Orange Cassidy. Uh, popped perfectly for his offense as usual. Uh, his sunglasses fell off when he did his kip up, and the referee picked them up and put them back on for him, which is just. But they were still slightly <laughs> askew. Slightly so askew. when when they did the hug spot, which was shortly after that, Cassidy's nose selling. I swear he's breaking though. I know like he's got a little smirk <laughs> because his glasses are just like this. So much fun. I know. So much fun. So good. A comedy match. It was very funny. And it's got the Rick and Morty tie-in. Hopefully that brings new eyes to their show. Yeah. And Best Friends won. Yeah. Uh, Thumbs up. Jericho and Cody's contract signing is next. Jericho comes out dressed in a pumpkin <laughs> jacket. <laughs> if I get a new jacket, this is it's the one I want. that one, mm. yeah. Oh, it was so good. Uh, Cody came out with Tony Schiavone, keeping that consistency mm-hmm, from the limo. Mm-hmm. Um, Shivani put over the stipulations as they've been laid out. 60-minute time limit. They've got three judges just in case it does go to that 60-minute time limit. Um, and then passes it off. Cody signs the contract. Uh, there's a microphone next to him, but he doesn't say anything. Just kind of signs it and hands over the contract back. Jericho takes it. Uh, and then he looks like he's going to get up and flip the table. And Cody's just like, <gasps> and he goes, ah, I got you, didn't mm. I? Uh, Jericho <laughs> was amazing here. Cuts a little promo. 
Just saying, he does a little dig at WWE again, saying, this match is too important. I'm not going to, we're not going to get into a brawl. I'm not going to powerbomb you through the table because yeah. this match is too important. We're not going to downplay it, which is quite funny. Um, he says it's the biggest match of AEW and of Cody's career. And he's saying he's going to be the world champ if he wins. It's something that he's always wanted. You've always wanted to be world champ. You weren't in WWE. Kind of throwing that one in there a little bit more. Yeah, it's nagging him while building him up. Brilliant, exactly. brilliant wrestling great. promo psychology. Yeah. Uh, but then he's saying, but if he loses, then maybe you're not as good as he thought you were. Um, and then he's going to teach him a lesson in what it's like to be a loser. And then he like signs a contract. He's going he's gonna to prove to Cody and all these entitled <laughs> millennials. I think it was millennial jackass, is this yeah. what he said? <laughs> and he also called him hillbillies at one point. It was great. The crowd, yeah, the crowd had given him genuine heel heat. And that's something. Like, 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 what, congratulations to Jericho. For, for making people boo him because he's so cool and, you know, Le Champion, a little bit of the bubbly. Everything he does is irresistible to pop for, yeah. even when he's a heel. Yeah. But credit to the crowd as well because they are like, nope, you're a bad guy. We're going to treat this in the way it actually should be treated yeah. rather than going into business for ourselves. It, and it creates such a, a much better on like TV experience for me as a viewer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're shouting, you suck at Jericho. Jericho interacts with them and says, I don't suck. Skivani sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Tony. And then he says, calm down hillbillies. Yeah. Which, and that got like the biggest heat of the night. And JR, brilliant, just goes, oh. <laughs> like, I, it was such a... Like Michael Cole, and, and I know I shouldn't compare to WWE, but Michael Cole would go like, oh, come on. The, these are the reasons that's offensive. Like really dumbing it down for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JR, succinct, one line. Ugh. Ugh. And in that, communicated more about the emotion I should be feeling yeah. than anything a long explanation would do. It's like the classic line of when Vince McMahon revealed himself as the higher power. And he goes, oh, son of a bitch. It's, it's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think, yeah, JR is getting better every week. Really, yeah. really, really enjoying him. Uh, they all are. Tony as well. Excalibur mm-hmm. is it's just has always been good, I think. Yeah. Um, so they shake hands. Jericho goes to leave, but Cody pulls him face to face. And you think, ah, Cody's on top here. Brilliant. Like, brilliant reveal. Jericho says, oh, we can stay here all night because, you know, they're doing that whole we might kiss thing. Yeah. But you might be needed elsewhere. This was a hell of an angle. Oh, especially yeah. after how the baby faces were on top after last week. I got a ticket. You know, that bit. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Jet, on the screen, there is Sammy Guevara, like, filming from his mobile phone. It's self-foreshadowed in Paige's entrance in the opening match. Sammy's filming himself. So that's, you know, it's not come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Very well thought out and attention to detail. And it's Dustin Rhodes getting beaten up by Jake Hager in the car park around the limo. And he's like, slams his head on the trunk. He knees him in the dick, <laughs> which is a direct play on Hager's Bellator fight, mm-hmm. where he got uh, disqualified, really. It ended in a draw because of some unintentional low blows, just you know, throwing wild knees and, and elbows. And then he like slams Dustin's hand in the door. Mm-hmm. It looked brutal. It looked so good. There was one bit as well right before that, when he's just kind of standing there, just kind of taking him what he did. And then he just grabs Dustin's head and rams it into yeah. the side of the limo. And it dents the side of the limo. It looks so good. Mm. looks so, so cool. And then, yeah, just crashes his arm straight in the, the limo door. Dustin sold this amazingly. Literally screaming and grabbing his arm, th- uh, yeah. you know, thrashing about on the floor. It was so good. Um, eventually, Cody and 
and Jericho make it out to the back into the car park and uh, Cody and uh, they, they all start attending MJF to, as well MJF was there sorry yeah uh, start attending to uh, to Dustin on the floor and then it kind of pans over to Jericho and he just goes oh that looks bad you might want to take him to the hospital it's like god you're such a dick <laughs> and then gets out a cigar <laughs> this massive Groucho Mark cigar lights it and starts chomp chomping on it yeah and I didn't know that this is a good... Sorry, I'm mentioning the Observer Review so much, but it's, it, I found it very interesting because their opinions were the complete opposite of mine. Mm. But also for this historical fact, smoking a cigar is a very 60s, 70s heel thing, mm-hmm. apparently. That's what your That's what you would do as like a real sign of disrespect. It, was, it almost became a, a trope, like yeah. a cliche. But that hasn't been done for a long, long time. That just shows how much of a student of the game Jericho is. Yeah. That he's thinking, what can I use? What can I use from the the great works in wrestling and bring it back now, just when it's sort of faded out of consciousness? And I think with with Cody as well, being such a student of wrestling yes. history as well and yes. using his influence in these segments as well, it's mm. fantastic. And then one final thing that Jericho says, he just goes, happy Halloween, and then gets uh, in his car. So good. I, I think we're going to have to pick up the... Pa- There's so much on this show that I've loved. Oh, God, I did not see the time. We're, we've got two massive matches yeah, to get we do. to still. And, okay. Uh, we, we've got a Crown Jewel review to get to, too. Yeah, we Super do. Chats. So next up, we had the hybrid two of Angelico and Jack Evans and Kip Sabian mm-hmm. versus the Elite um, with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Walk us through this, Pete. I d- okay. It was lost on so, me. So, you have no idea what happened in this segment. I do. Bloody love Undertale Me, one of my favourite games of all time. I've ne- literally never heard of it. Undertale is incredible. Right. It's also my game of shame if we ever do that. Okay. Genocide Runner can't finish it. Um, anyway, there was a video package to play beforehand that was Undertale themed. It started off with Kenny's music, as normal, and then it cut into this Undertale themed video package. And it was this voice. Well, you don't hear a voice, but you have the text coming up on screen in the Undertale style saying, you know... We know the cleaner's still there, and you've always had it in you, and your friends have never been beside you. Where's your best friend and all that stuff? And it showed uh, an outline of Kota with the G1, kind of with the G1 trophy, which kind of faded away. Yeah, I don't think you could... You can't say for sure that the outline was Kota, but... Heavily implied. It was definitely the G1 trophy. Kota won the trophy And it said best friend. Best friend. So you'd think it's probably Kota. And, like, they don't do stuff... And Ooh. not pay off. Like Ooh. that's, I I think that's the first sign of a new Japan working relationship. That afoot. would be amazing. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then the the video package went on, and he's saying, uh, "Best friend was never on his side. It's only a matter of time before all your friends leave him again." Um, and then he has some illusions playing around him, and then there's just a sock that gets thrown in his face. The illusions go away, and then you hear another voice, which is a very recognisable character from the game, called Sans, who's probably the most popular character. Uh, you're just saying, put a sock in it, mate. Uh, is alright if I tag in for this one, Cody? And then Sans's theme song, Megalovania, starts playing. I was popping out my seat for this, because it's incredible. And then Kenny Omega came out, and he was dressed as Sans from Undertale. And I was popping so hard for this. It's it's super niche. Oh, yeah. Super totally. niche. Because I, I like to think I'm across a lot of popular culture <laughs> and geek culture. I've never heard of this. I would say it's very similar in terms of fan bases, mm. very similar to that kind of Rick and Morty style where sure. 
super duper popular game to the point where it almost became a meme because people used it against the people that liked right, it. Right, right. It's that sort of fan base now um, where people are saying, best game ever, if you don't like it, you have a heart of stone and all that stuff. Like, the, the extremists would start saying stuff like that. It was, you know... So, oh, and then and then the Young Bucks came out as Street Fighter Street characters, Fighters which well. they'd already yeah. done in Fighter Fest. Yeah. So to put on my cornet, Meltzer hat, uh-huh. uh, they're not the same person, obviously. Yep. Uh, Meltzer's a lot more open-minded. I would say... Why are you doing this? If it's, you know, such a niche reference, you shouldn't do that. You're isolate. This is your top stars. You're isolating a huge casual portion of the audience that you want to bring in. I disagree with that. Okay. I, don't, I, I, I totally understand if you, if you think that way, though. I think that is justified. My personal feeling is what makes AEW such a great promotion is you have – it's genuine. Yeah. And, that you know – Kenny obviously genuinely loves this. It comes through. So while I didn't understand the lick of it, people popped for it. It worked from an audible standpoint. And when when it works, it works. I, I, yeah, I thought it was... I, you know, I'm, I'm smart enough to go, oh, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, exactly. It's, yeah. It, he's doing a thing. I don't understand what the thing is, but it's a thing that people get. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I actually think this is great. Yeah, yeah. I have lots more to say, but we need to move on. Sorry. Because crown jewel things. Um, so they had a, a high-flying match. It was really to put over the elite. This was, we talked about Paige earlier on. Mm. I think this is the best Kenny has looked as well. Yeah, I'd say so. I thought he was having so much fun. They kept on cutting off the Terminator dive. He eventually hit it. I think the Hybrid 2 looked amazing in this as well. I think everyone looked great in this match. Yeah. But I think they really put over everyone, really, mm. in this one. It was fantastic. Um Lots of things happened. We don't have time to go through all the spots. Um, but Omega hit a V-trigger and then a one-winged angel for the win. Really was smart awesome. to have a lot of six-man tags on this show. No tag matches apart from the main event. Yeah. Which, which that makes that feel special. Really good yeah. match structure for the night. Uh, but afterwards, the Young Bucks are slapping hands like baby faces at ringside to the, the fans. But there's two guys who hold on to their fans, mm. their, their hands rather. They're wearing Rick and Morty masks. It's those dastardly heels, Ortiz and Santana. They it's pull great. the bucks over the, the barricade and beat them up and run away. Awesome. Fantastic. Cool. Continue that, continuing spinning that plate and that feud. It was great. Then we got the Mox thing and then we got SCU versus Lucha Bros. Mm. This was a match, wasn't it? So it started off with pr- a private party were at ringside watching and you see the Dark Order backstage as well. They were all watching, which made it feel like a kind of a big time mm. thing. Um, get dueling chance for both teams. People are super into both. Uh, this was a very fun match. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. I was really, really getting invested into this match. And then it kind of ended. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, do, we'll just do a, a quick run-through. There were no entrances. No. Which I feel was a real shame. Yeah. Because the, the Lucha Bros, I think, got a great entrance. Yeah. And as have SCU, give them a promo before the match. You know, this is the worst town or city I've ever been in. Um, but, but, you know, the, the crowd was still super hot for it. Oh, yeah. Justin Roberts, the ring announcer, deserves a lot of credit here. He did a proper, this is your main event. And then the crowd were like, yay. And he says, I said, this is your main... Ev-. And they, like, don't discount that sort of theatricality to making the crowd more into it. He's, he, he wrote very extensively about how he wanted to use ring announcing to improve crowd experiences and interactions in WWE, but WWE shut him down. Mm-hmm. And now he's getting to do that here. I think it's very, very interesting. Anyway, yeah, it's great. this match was insane. There were yes. loads of spots. 
Kazarian tried to kill himself several oh, times, gosh. including the worst one being a Hurricane Rana off the top rope onto Phoenix off the apron. But when going backwards, he just his head and neck lands firmly on the apron. Bonk. Looked awful. Yeah. And then Phoenix just kind of had to jump off from that. Mm. It wasn't really a Hurricane Rana. He just kind of self-powerbombed himself. But then the Lucha Bros seemingly had it won after Pentagon powerbombed Kaz through a table outside... Uh, they're going for the footstomp pile driver combo, but Kaz takes out Phoenix and Sky rolls up Penta for the win. Yeah. I don't I don't know how to feel about this, honestly. Mm. Because I, I said this said this in my four minute review. This was probably my only real gripe with this show. Granted, I think the Cody Tony Shimoni segment went a little bit too long, and I didn't really get the Brandy Rhodes segment. Apart from that, this is pretty much a flawless show, I'd yeah. say. Apart from this finish, I think. Because if you want to have SEU win, that's totally fine. I don't mind the SEU won. Completely fine. I would have been happy if either team won. I don't know how to feel about them winning with a small package. Because it kind of undermines the tournament a little bit. Because for something that's so big, and something that they've been hyping for so many weeks, and they've done so well in building every team through it and making new stars like Private Party beating the Young Bucks and things like that. To have it end with a small package kind of undermines the whole thing. And they've had a really good track record of having clean, proper finishes when it matters. Chris Jericho won the title in a clean finish. Riho won the title. Clean finish. You need you, For first title wins and for big, important matches, I think it's really important to solidify, no, th- these are your winners or this is your winner for this match clean. Whereas I this kind of felt like... Definitive finish, you mean? Yeah, so definitive... Yeah, finish. sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm messing up with it. It was a clean finish, but it wasn't a definitive finish. Hmm. So just having a small package, it makes the Lucha Bros look a little bit dumb, I want to say, for not seeing a small package coming. Or does it make the SCU look really clever for winning with a small... Or fluky. Or fluky, yeah. I. It doesn't really feel like the end of the tournament, which it should... I feel like this is now building to like a rematch at Full Gear, which isn't the point. Mm. It's to have your first winners. So, I don't know. It was fine. It was, it's not what I would have done. No, it, this, this was in the bottom half of all the tournament matches. Yeah. And, and that's like, the, all, all of the tournament matches have been very, very good. But a lot of them have been inc- incredible. Yeah, you know, like the Lucha Bros private party match. Mm-hmm. The I, I really got into the Dark Order one last week. Uh, the Young Bucks private party match. Yeah. So to no, it was, was the the SCU uh, first one as well, mm-hmm. where Scorpio Sky really heavily got over. Yeah. I so that this was like beneath all of those. Yeah. And it felt short, and it didn't actually have much story. I thought they, I you know. It's the, Maybe I, I just invented my own story and was disappointed they didn't do it. But I thought Daniels was going to factor into it somehow to give a kind of level of emotion to it that I felt was missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you're totally right. This felt like a, a what? It felt like they were trying to serve too many masters. They didn't want to beat like make the Lucha Bros look rubbish, but they wanted to put the titles on SCU. So they they went somewhere in the middle and didn't really achieve either. At least it wasn't a referee stoppage. There's always <laughs> that. Um, yeah, I, I just felt like it, it didn't really feel like the big moment it should have been. 
and it felt like they retained the titles rather than won them for the first time. It's a really interesting That's what it felt like. Well, let's see what you all thought. We're going to have to run through these uh, Super Chats really quickly. Scott, because we've got the Crown Jewel live stream coming. It, I guess it started four minutes ago. Technically, yeah, the pre-show started the pre-show, four minutes ago. We're hoping the Battle Royal doesn't start till half past the hour, but we'll be right back after we've done this. Mm-hmm. Scott Hawks, remember when Becky was made to say sorry to the authority? Remember when Owens was made to do the same? Mox's promo is how it should have been done. Absolutely agree, 100%. Jake C. Moxley is going to chop it down. <laughs> uh, on SCU totally. versus the Lucha Bros, Oblivious Carry writes, SCU has been watching WWE most efficient win. Oh, at least it wasn't against Samoa Joe, I guess. Or for the 24-7 title. <laughs> Andrew Obama, how you guys, how you feel, guys, now that both the women's title and the tag team titles have now both been roll-up wins and not with a finisher? Mm. I, I didn't think of that, yeah. Yeah. And I... Yeah, I would prefer them to be more difficult. For Rio, it works. Yeah, because you're facing the person like nine of the rows. It's more definitive with a roll-up. Ricardo Taveras. I think the finish of the tag team match was anticlimactic, and the crowd seemed to think too, because there was a very low initial reaction to the SCU win. What do you guys think? Crazy spots, basic finish. Agreed. Yeah, basic finish. <laughs> That's... Uh- that's sign language for basic, by the way. Okay, cool. I, ju- I just I, I can't just say that. one without the other now. Okay. Uh, we got some about AEW, brackets general. Uh, New Punk Rant said, AEW gave me hope as a fan. It's flawed, but they are fixing it as they go. It's not like 1999 WCW or 2019 WWE. Yay, Saudi show. Have to watch for Bray. Sad face emoji. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's a good comparison that they, they are trying to fix it. That's why I'm like, I feel like our problems now they will fix in a couple of weeks. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Rex Joseph Calmerin said, I popped when they had JR say Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Perga B said, Love the show. Also, who do you feel both singles and tag-wise should head to AEW, even from WWE? Also, keep up the amazing work. You blue- beautiful, glorious people. Uh, well, I guess the the popular thing would be to say the revival yep. to AEW for that Young Bucks feud. Mm-hmm. The Hardys. Oh, d- wow. That's what I want. More. Okay. I want, I want Hardys versus Bucks and AEW. Okay. Uh, singles, what do you reckon? Um, I, I don't, don't know. I don't want any singles. Asuka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason Curtis Rivera said, four promo segments, no what wow. chance. Just saying. I think there was some what chance in oh, one I didn't of them. Pick up I think on it them. was to Jericho, but I think it was in like a good way, if that makes sense. If there's ever a good time for a what chance, I think it's against like your top heel. I think well it done, crowd. You're very good all night. You're very good. Flame Inc. said, I'm confused. Is DDP on the active AEW roster? No. No, no. Uh, he's just he's just Cody's family Cody's friend. buddy. Yeah, but I, I personally think he will have a match next year. Yeah. Uh, Jobber JJ said, Orange <laughs> Cassidy is the best, freshly squeezed. And Cameron Ball said, CM Punk was signed by AEW. Dave Meltzer tweeted it. Look, look. I know, get- I know that's fake, but yeah. I'm I'm so, I'm so worried about missing out on that. I know, yeah. That, we're, that I'm, we, I'm, that lo- we need I'm to check it, it right I'm now. I'm looking at it. Uh, Jeremy Bell said Sammy Guevara looks like Dante from Devil May Cry. <laughs> he actually does. It's amazing. Dave Meltzer hasn't tweeted for nine hours. Aren't you a little liar? 
Um, Flame Inc. said, with DDP and AEW, you might have to say Hangman or Dallas since both are Paige and there could be some confusion. Also, was this a Halloween-themed AEW? It was sort of a little bit. They referenced it a few times. Yeah, um, and they had Rick and Morty turnbuckles uh, yes. and cover pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Danny W. said, LAX uh, name now is... Ah, Proud and Powerful. Proud yeah, and yeah. Powerful. Sorry, I did know that, yeah. Um, I don't think that's the greatest name. No. Mm, no. No. That's that's more difficult to say. LAX was better. <laughs> LAX was better. Uh, Kratos' Forgotten Son said, I know I'm an AEW mark, but another awesome episode of Dynamite. Also, I'm really liking Hangman's entrance theme song. Chill Cowboy S-Word. Uh, <laughs> hashtag WrestleTalk for life. Thank um, you very much. Yeah, I'm I'm really conscious now because I'm always I always try and look at things as objectively as possible. I hope mm-hmm. that comes across. I think we all do actually. We try to. Uh, but yeah, I'm loving AEW so much. And when I love something so much, something in my head goes, "All right, all right, what's going on here?" <laughs> Stop being so <laughs> into this. Yeah, uh, Peen Man uh, said. By the way, at the end of the show, Kenny and the Bucks mentioned the last pay per view uh, mm. that was in West Virginia sold out 1999, and they might be back with a pay per view. I'm so hyped. Yeah, that was a dark match thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of dark segment thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, on the librarians, Zach Icon Lindler. I shoot love the librarians. I don't. I enjoyed the heel heat that Peter Avalon got, but that's as far as it goes for me. Yeah, they don't really have an... AEW doesn't really have an undercard where they can no. sit quite nicely. Um, They've got a really great mid card and a really great main event card and a really great tag division. It's, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Chitta Ranajan, Srivna's Swamithanathan. It was JR that screamed, Your book is overdue. Smile emoji, swaft emoji. I tell you what, when it was just JR and Excalibur, I could really easily tell who was talking. Mm. But when Tony came, I was mixing them up a bit. Yeah. On the AEW women's division, uh, Zach Lindler again. Is Brandy a 3D character? She makes no sense. I'd say Brandy's a 1D character. <laughs> I don't know what, what she is. Like, exactly. Is she Cody's. Um, valet, a manager, is she the is she awesome Kong's manager? Is she, she she the head of the women's division like she was before they started their dynamite shows? Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not enjoying a uh, new punk rants. Proud fan of AEW. My biggest criticism is how they are building the women's division, but I think time will settle it. B should lead that division. Great. Yeah, I have in Rio. Yeah. Uh, P Man again. Being at the show last night, Woo! I'm so aggravated at how the women's division has been treated. More dark matches than anything. The dark tag was great. Uh, Gibbs, oh, Sadie Gibbs, I guess. Oh, Big Swole's on the show. Mm-hmm. And Mercedes are all main eventers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're all really good. Yep. Uh, but I thought. They did a really good job here of building new women's division stars in Sheeda and Shana. Yeah. So, uh, Zach Linder again. Thank you. I really like Shana. The hashtag says Shana. Yeah, Shazza, yeah. Though. I noticed that, yeah, on the side. And it said hashtag Sheeda versus Shazza. <laughs> I was like, oof, that's unfortunate. Dwayne Cooley. Sheeda is my favorite women's wrestler on AEW. Tied with B for me, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, she's really great to me. I thought a new faction or superstar was debuting when Omega's entrance <laughs> happened. I was intrigued until it was Halloween themed. It's not, I mean, it's video. I guess it's Halloween because Sans is a skeleton. Halloween it's more video game themed, really. Halloween sort of just says dress up. Dress up it? for things, yeah. Uh, an anonymous, anonymous Rio one with a running knee to the head. Can't Did remember. She? I to can't be honest. remember. 
Uh, but yeah, if that's the case, yeah. uh, we got a few about uh, Cody versus Jericho contract signing. Jobber JJ said uh, Inner Circle kicked so much ass; it was awesome. The commentary was on form in the contract signing, and Tony is a big key factor to add. Totally, totally. Yeah. They're, they're making again. Here's me thinking: three man booths don't work. They work if you do them well. Yeah, exactly. Just do it better. <laughs> uh, All Elite DK said, The best thing about Cody is he seems like a real person. It's like he is my friend and I know him since my childhood. I genuinely love the guy. <laughs> that's what I, I'm glad someone else thinks had like that. a mark out moment right now I, I'm but, not the only one but that's it when you say I genuinely love the guy that's how I feel like I genu I genuinely love him yeah yeah I Pete yeah I genuinely love Cody cool miscellaneous super chats uh, Tim Arndt uh, said Halloween just passed down here in Australia I'm with it my 21st birthday happy birthday happy birthday Tim uh, have my party on the weekend and have the bubbly ready wish me luck boys good luck 21st I think you can drink from the age of 13 in Australia so <laughs> yeah, it's like not that. a big thing for you yeah uh, Ranjan Srivanas Swaminathan much That's better how than it's you done. thank you uh, pronounce my name, Ollie. Happy emoji, <laughs> swift emoji. Go on. Chitaranajan, Shrivenas, Swaminathan. It's better. Uh, Jordan Trickett said, love you all. I listen to you at work. Hashtag Podswafter. Thank you very much. Thank you. New Punk Rants said, since Russo apparently heads <laughs> creative in WCW, I mean WWE, <laughs> uh, at Crown Jewel, have David Arquette interfere, set up Seth versus Arquette. Might as well. WWE's that bad. That's how you do it. That's how you do That's it. You, but yeah. it won't be stopped for any reason. Won't be stopped. No reason you at all. You can wear the screen mask. Of course. Uh, Deej the second said, it's my birthday today. Happy birthday. Uh, so cool I share a birthday with Pete. <laughs> Still not my birthday. And Tim Aunt. And Tim Aunt. Uh, thanks for the best birthday present, not having to watch Crown Jewel. Oh. You should watch along with us, though. Uh, Josh D. Demonics, uh said, when does the next season of Wrestle League start? That would be Survivor Series, because this season ends with Survivor Series and starts at Survivor Series for the next one. Yeah. Uh, Sparks says, FYI, Daylight Savings Time never started for the USA, so for us, Crown Jewel starting in 20 minutes. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It means, I, I, you know, I thought I was going to get out, out of here at midnight tonight, but now it's like 11. I know, yeah. <laughs> so much better. Uh, All Elite DK said, someone please delete Seth's Twitter account, burn it down. Has he been bad again? I don't know. I he might he have done something, something yeah. Uh, Samad Ali said, which Crown Jewel match are you guys most excited for, if any? Loving the Screen Stalker streams. I love when Laurie, Pete, and Simon just crap on 2K20. <laughs> we do do that <laughs> a lot. I do enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Twitch.tv slash Screen Stalker. We just hit affiliate yesterday, so you can go over there and hit the subscribe yeah. button and cheer bits and all that good stuff over there too, if you feel like it. Oh, uh, I forgot we're blocked on Seth Rollins' Twitter. Oh, you are, aren't you? Uh, Mundi said, WWE must be drunk. Just got a notification that Crown Jewel starts now, so I went to the network and it started playing Hell in a Cell. Go home, WWE. <laughs> I think the pre-show started 15 minutes ago, I think. Get it up. You keep going. Yeah. I'll get the network. Samad Ali said, I'm going to sub to ScreenStalker Twitch soon. Thank you very much, Samad. Oh, thank You're you. awesome. Uh, Twitch.tv says ScreenStalker. Your card is here. Yeah, it's right there if you can see it. Uh, Fintmex said, Happy Halloween to everybody except the algorithm that didn't noti notify me that you guys went live. Spooky. Come on, algorithm. you got to set it to always on. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why. Weird. Fergal McClement said, won't be able to watch the watch along, but wonder, can this super chat still be donated to Sammy for Syria? Sure, we'll make that happen. Oh, uh, that's going to be so can hard we? to keep track of. I mean, we can just do that one, right? Yeah. Add that on. Make a note of it. <laughs> yeah. I'll make oh, which one? It was uh, Fergal McClements. Cool. That's the one. Cool. cool, cool, cool. Uh, Pavila Andy out of his cage. Brandy is just like a bard in D&D. &D. Half of their acts make no sense, but if you still enjoy it, love you guys. Um, I guess so. But you have to enjoy it 
in order for that to happen, and I I didn't. So there's that. Um, and I've written that down, Ferg. Finally, by the way. thank you very much. And finally, your casual fan said, "Who needs a network? I have you." Who needs anything else ever in their lives apart from us? Exactly. I have an email here, if you want. Got several, in fact, but we'll probably only get one or two in today. Lay them on me. Uh, So we got one here from Alex, who says, Hello to you, Chopper Whopper. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Still on my birthday. Uh, been a huge pod swafter since the beginning and have met Ollie and Luke at MediaCon. Oh, I w- nice. I was also there at MediaCon. Yeah, pre... You probably wouldn't know who I was. That was when you were trying to worm your way into the gang. Pretty much, yeah. Successful. Yeah, I, I did well. Um, and more recently, at the last WrestleGate show, uh, but sadly, as I oh, walked cool. up to them in the interval, they got called back to their seats, but still managed to get a pick. Oh, nice. Apparently. Uh, just thought I'd have emailed in for a bit of a moan about WWE. <laughs> I watch Raw before work and skip through most of it, usually cutting the three hours down to about 45 minutes. I would never dream of doing this with AEW. I really agree with you guys when you say WWE treats its fans like fools. So when people are messaging you guys saying you are too AEW biased, AEW is so much better, I can understand why it comes across like that. Plus, we all know that t-shirt company pays your wages as well. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big totally part it. of it. Uh, sorry for the rant, but I'm so disappointed with WWE at the moment. Uh, I was one of the people that cancelled my network subscription after the Fiend mm. stuff. Uh, on a more positive note, I love listening to your D&D chats, Pete. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Someone does. Hey, I've had about, like, ten emails of people being like, really enjoy the D&D stuff, please keep talking about it. So, just saying. Uh, could you recommend any D&D podcasts? Um, I'll attach the pic I got with Ollie and Luke as well. Thanks for reading this out. Lovely time with the boys! I'll be able to place their face. Oh, There's yeah, I remember Alex. that guy. Yeah. yeah. Let's pick of you guys, I'm assuming, at WrestleGate? Yeah, that is yeah. WrestleGate, yeah. Yeah. Um, D&D podcasts. Not, I've actually been looking for D&D podcasts myself, honestly. Uh, there was one Saturday morning D&D show is good, depending how far down the hole of D&D you are. And there was one I found yesterday, but I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. That was really good. Then they just released the, the very long YouTube ones as, as podcast versions. Yeah, I mean, some do, like uh, Critical Role, which do their, their weekly YouTube Twi- uh, Twitch show, even, sorry, mm. that then gets uploaded to YouTube afterwards. Um, they upload that full podcast form, but then there's also podcasts talking about D&D and all that stuff as well. So there's various different things. Um, yeah, so sorry I can't be of more help for that. Um, we've also got a Rusev Hey. Rusev Hey. Um, here we go. This one comes from Jacob. I feel like all Rusev Hey's need to involve cucking elements now. That's true, yeah. Yeah, they do, to, to fit in with the name. Um, Hello, my favourite assortment of Europeans. Uh, I'm sending this to Pete and Luke because Pete wanted emails, but I'm not sure Europeans? if he reads... You th- what do you class as... I mean, I know we are. We are, the, yeah. For a little bit. Yeah, not for too a, much longer. For a couple yeah. of weeks, I, I think. I mean, technically, we'll still be Europeans. We're still in the continent of Europe. Yeah, but in terms of socio-political yes. governing bodies... That's different, though. Yeah, we're in on our own. Of, in terms of geography... We're still yeah. European. Yeah, but you know, we're not we're not actually connected, are we? <laughs> By mainland. No, no. No, no, we're not. That's why we're so special. Um <laughs> sure. Um he said, I'm not sure if Pete reads Rusev Hayes or not. Well, you're the first. Um I have a little Rusev Hay for you guys relating to Uber. I've been a, a, an Uber driver for about four months now. I was gonna hope you got into a car. And it was it was actually so someone else, yeah. Like Leo Rush driving it <laughs> because he complained of not making enough money. 
Uh, I've been an Uber driver for about four months now, and I've met some very interesting people from cancer survivors to defense lawyers who are defending an, a nationally known drug lord who goes by the name Ghostface. Cool. Amazing. Uh, I live in Indianapolis, which is where this week's SmackDown will be. I don't know when you sent this email, so it might be out of date now. Uh, this was October the 29th. That was only two days mm. ago. Um, so... Uh, this week's SmackDown will be at Banker's Life Fieldhouse. I'm a senior and go to the university downtown and usually drive around between my classes. While on my route, I got a request for a person named Sesu, that's S-E-S-U-G-H, to be picked up at a local hotel. This Sesu was none other than Sesu Uwa, or as most people would know him, Apollo Cruz. Nice. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Google, for telling me his real name. I was shocked both at the fact that I was driving a WWE superstar and at how much more muscly he looks in person. The drive was very quick, only about five to six minutes from the hotel to a local bar called Revolution. Uh, I told him that I was whoa, a big whoa, fan. Whoa, Revolution. It's with a C. You rolled an R there. I did. That's what the Spanish do, you see. I'm exempt mm. on that, in that case. Um, I was a big. Uh, I told him I was a big fan and thought his match with Ricochet was really good, and that I wish he got a bigger push. He replied by basically saying, "I'll get that push eventually. I'm just grateful to have the opportunity to do what I love for a living." Oh, what? I know. It's it's. Read the book 1984. It's seeped, <laughs> it's seeped into all the the WWE contractors' heads. They're so scared of annoying anyone. Yeah. That even in a private car conversation, he's still like. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Man. The <laughs> WWE are a great company. We're at the forefront of change. Forefront of change. Uh, I found it humbling that he was just happy to be there, but I also thought he used the word opportunity, so it's probably just reciting something WWE <laughs> tells their undercard slash their lower midcard to say, but that's tinfoil hat territory. No, uh, I think that's not. quite obvious. Yeah. Uh, we got to the bar and I told him again how <laughs> impressive he is. He thanked me, wished me a good day, and got out of my car before I had the chance to ask for a picture, so I guess I drove a, dif- a different super ripped man who's pretending to work for WWE. Mm. Much love from the corn capital of the US, your boy Jacob. The corn capital. Apparently, yeah. That's what he says. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there is no pick attached, so obviously it didn't happen. Yeah. That's, that's the rule, unfortunately. So, Apollo Crews never got an Uber, ever. Stop lying. It didn't happen. Yeah. Please stop lying, Jacob Matthews. Uh, well, that's all we've got time for, I think. I know it's a little bit of a shorter outro on this one, but we are very rushed today. Got a lot going on. We've got Crown Jewel and all that stuff. Uh, but that's going to do it for this one. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Ollie and Laurie are going to be back tomorrow uh, doing the review of Crown Jewel. Sure are. Me and um, Laurie very rarely get to team up together. I know. It's Mega crazy. powers combined. I know. It's only because Luke's in Japan, in yeah. fairness. So thanks, Luke, for going on holiday, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and then you and Simon will be doing NXT. We'll be doing NXT uh, also tomorrow. And then we've got Smackdown on Saturday, mm-hmm. which will be me and Dave. Then we'll be back again next week doing the same old again. Same schedule. Yay. Wheel keeps churning. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for listening, guys. I love you all. Goodbye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.